Well, my first one was just a little prick. But when Wayne got his out, I've never seen one so big. It made my eyes water. How big was it? Oh, about this big. That's nothing. At home, they are huge. I once had one this big. Blimey, that must have hurt. That's not a splinter, that's a plank. I like pain. It make me strong like a bear. In my village, if women have babies sideways, no scream. Bloody hell. Language, Hattie. Sorry, Unc, but Vanda's just told me one of her village stories. Ah, well, in that case, you are exonerated. Thanks. Whatever that means. However, you are not exonerated from responsibility for the fact that my coffee isn't percolating. Oh, sorry, Unc. I forgot to order the filters. For God's sake, Hattie. You really are the limit. Your constant forgetfulness is getting my dander up. Do buck up your ideas. Ooh-ho. Oh, look out, Panta. Good morning, dear. Good morning. You require doctor or vet? I've come for my prescription, dear. I've also got an appointment with Dr. Giles. Name, Mrs. Spark. Hattie, please get Mrs. Spark her prescription. Hattie! Oh, sorry, Vanda. Yes, of course. Name? Mrs. Yvonne Spark. <sighs> e... 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 Spark. No, nothing here with that name. There is a spark with a Y. Hattie. Yvonne is spelt with a Y. Oh, <laughs> silly me. Here it is, spark with a Y. I remember now you came in last week and I made the same mistake. You can go straight in, Mrs Spark. The doctor is free. Thank you, dear. Uh, come in. Morning, doctor. Oh, good morning, Mrs. Spark. Please take a seat. Oh, thank you. So, what can I do for you? Well, Doctor, you asked me to come back after a week of taking those tablets you put me on. Oh, yes. Let me see. Ah, yes, here it is. Ah, here we are. Yes, the hair loss problem, wasn't it? That's right, yes. Splendid. So, I prescribed minoxidil, and you've been taking one twice a day for seven days, correct? Yes, that's right. I've just collected another bottle of them. Excellent. So, do you think the medication has improved your condition? Well, yes. Good, good. Well, there we are. I think we can safely say we're on the right road, Mrs Spark. Keep taking the same dosage, one tablet, twice a day. Very well, Doctor. Oh, uh, uh what shall I do about the lactating? Sorry? Uh, the what? The lactating doctor. Look! Dear Lord! What on earth are you using as pads? Are they...? Coffee filters, doctor. Sainsbury's own. Oh, no, 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 Mrs Spark. But they fit the best, doctor. I've tried Asda's uh, and it's just... Oh. I'm referring to the leakage, madam. Uh, let me have a quick look in my reference section. Oh, here we are. Yeah. Nope. Nothing in the side effects about increased lactating. In fact, nothing about lactating at all. Very odd. A conundrum. I've got to say, Dr Giles, 
it's not been a pleasant experience. I went to bed dry, only to wake up drenched. My husband thought I'd wet the bed. He's come out in a rash as he's lactose intolerant. Good grief, yes. I saw him a couple of days ago, all down his entire right-hand side. But he told me a rogue carton of full cream milk exploded as he was shopping for coffee filters in Sainsbury's. I think we may need to change your medication, Mrs Spark. Thank you, Doctor. But what am I going to do with all those coffee filters I bought for my breasts? I really have no idea, my dear woman. Hold on, what size are they? 38D, Doctor. No, not your breasts, Mrs Spark. The coffee filters. Are um, a, a medium to large, I think. Marvellous. Well, have them off you. They should fit our machine in the staff room perfectly. Oh, and don't worry. We won't be needing any milk. Hey, Hattie. Come here, quick. What is it? I've got to get this urine sample in the basket. It will be less mess in a bottle. Ah, ah, ah. Very funny. What do you want anyways? Akrin Kip has joined an online dating agency. Oh my God, that's quality. Which one? Plenty of flesh. They specialise in larger ladies. <laughs> oh, yuck. That's gross. I felt a bit of sick come up then. How do you know these things, Randa? What do you mean? Well, you just told me about Rupert joining a dating agency and you knew two weeks ago when Uncle G had his piles syringed. How do you know these things? I listen in on calls, of course. What? You mean to say you earwig on personal phone calls? Of course. It's what my family do. I'm specialist. My uncle is department chief of KGB. He's a chef at KFC? Not KFC. K-G-B. You really take stupid to a whole new level. Would you like a coffee, Rupert? Hmm? Oh, yes, please, Hat. Oh, but first, come here and grab a hold of this. With both hands? Well, I think it's going to need both hands, don't you? Yeah. Let now guide it in gently. D- don't push it all the way. It's too long. I think it will go all the way. I can assure you it won't. Take it out. Wipe the end and we'll try again in a minute. Good girl. Now pop Gerald back in his cage for a moment. He still looks a little disturbed. Yeah. Let's give him a little breather. Knock us up that coffee then. There's a dear. Okay. What should I do with this? Well, anything you like. But uh, hey, don't stir the coffee with it. <laughs> You're a laugh, Rupert. Not like Uncle Giles. He had a right old go at me today just because I forgot to buy the coffee filters. He said I was excommunicated. Well, are you uh, Catholic then? No, English, duh. No, I I meant... Oh, never mind. You know, Giles can be such an arse. His fussy ways and constantly wittering on about his amateur dramatics as if anyone is remotely interested in his prancing about. I mean, why can't the man play cricket or rugby or anything with some backbone? I went to see a show once with him in it. Oh? So what was it like? Any good? Well, it's not really my cup of tea. Here's your coffee. 
Oh, thanks. Uh, so, so go on, tell me more. What did he do? W- was he the leading man? No, he was the leading lady. Oh. <laughs> yeah, typical. Wearing one of his frocks, was he? <laughs> yeah, a nice dress, quite tight, oh. you know. I've got some pictures here on my phone if you want to see them. Um, really? <laughs> well, listen, you must tell me everything. But first, Gerald, let's have another go. Come. Have you got a minute, old thing? Well, I'm, I'm just trying to get this in. Are you sure it'll fit? Oh, yeah, yes, yes, they stretch quite a bit. Oh, that's got it. <sighs> Thanks, Hattie. We're done here. Cheers, Rupert. I'm off for a fag. Oh, are you still using those disgusting things? As a nurse, it is beholden to you to set an example. Oh, right, Oank. I'll smoke it the best I can. <laughs> that girl is a trial sometimes. If only she'd listened to me. I find it difficult to believe she sprang from my brother's loins. Oh, was there something, Giles? Yes. What on earth is that waiting for you in reception? It's just a mass of hair with no apparent front or rear. Eh? Oh, yeah, well, that's Sparky. Yeah, she's a bitch I'm treating. She's not producing any milk for her pups. Yeah, she has, however, recently produced enough hair to stuff several mattresses. <laughs> mm, that's odd. Because I have a patient with no hair who's producing enough milk to feed a primary school. <laughs> Patients, eh? Bloody nuisances. Yeah. Ah, there you are, Jocasta. How are you settling in? Very well, thank you, my darling. I will need time to find my space. Ah, yes, well, about that. I'm afraid old Giles is having a bit of a challenge moving his stuff. (laughs) He does love his frocks. (laughs) Space both physical and metaphysical. It will take some time to feel the energy. Don't you find that? Oh, uh, yeah, yes, indeed. Yeah, the energy, yeah, well, well, that can uh, can take some time. (laughs) So important to keep your chakras flowing. Are you blocked anywhere? I, um... I think you are. Good day, old boy. Are you all right? Do, do I look blocked? Mm, let me see. General pallor, slight perspiration, faint odour of yeast. It's possible you have a mild constipation. Have you cleared your frocks out yet, Uncle G? They are not frocks! Doesn't matter what you call a monk. You need to move them. If that room isn't cleared soon, Jocasta will get her spellbook out and make your sequins drop off. Has she got that power? Yeah, well, nothing would surprise me about that woman. <laughs> she is wonderful. Very powerful. Oh, I think you fancy her, Vanda. You're always watching her walking about. Good afternoon, all. Uh, Council of Foot. What a surprise. I didn't realise you were visiting us today. Uh, To what do we owe this pleasure? I like to keep my finger on the pulse. I think you'll find that's my job. Oh, no, it's not. Oh, uh, yes, clearly, of course, yes. How can we help you, Councillor Foot? Actually, I'm here to see the lovely Jocasta. What? Oh, God, he'll see your frocks if he goes in there, won't he? Quick, um, do something. Uh, Ah, ooh, ooh, my leg, the pain. What's wrong? I don't know, but... You're a doctor. Ah. Ah, Councillor Foot, do come in. I'm ready for you. 
War wound. What? Which first? One? Uh, second? Uh, Falkland? Desert storm? Yeah, ball start raving bloody mad. Uh, d- but. but. Oh God! Now there'll be trouble. I told you to get those frocks out of there. They are not frocks. What do you mean, First World War? Well, you are getting on a bit. Anyway, that's not the problem right now. He's in there with her, and he, and, and and she will blab about her room not being clear. She'll drop you right in it for certain. Oh, crikey. It's a coup d'etat. She's got us by the shortened curlies. We need him on our side. Comrade veterinary, you have patients waiting. Yes, Mr and Mrs Quince are here. I've shown them through to your room. <sighs> Look, Jilly, I've got to go. I'll leave it with you. But remember, I need an x-ray machine. So we need the parish council on our side. You look very serious, comrade child. As man says to horse, why the long face? Ha, ha, ha. What? Oh, that old gag. The horse is in a bar. Don't be stupid. Why a horse go in a bar? Horses for working, not drinking. In my country, horses work until we eat them. <gasps> you eat horses? Yuck, that is so gross. As treat, my mother let me have the eyeballs and brains. Mmm. Oh, ah, ah, ah. I think I'm going to chuck up. Uh, yes, and I think we are moving away from your initial question regarding my face. The reason I'm concerned is that we might have a tiddly-widdly snagette vis-a-vis not getting my costumes out of Jocasta's room. You wouldn't know about the politics of it all, Vander, but, well, it's rather delicate. Ah, Jocasta explains that for you. What? How do you know? Um, Uncle G, Vanda sees and um, hears a lot sitting at reception. Vanda, what do you know about this? Comrade Jocasta is, how shall I say, very friendly with Comrade Foot. She knows him for some time. She told him they were her dresses in the room. She did? Yes, so it happened she did. Oh yeah, and she wants to borrow that turquoise evening dress you wore in My Fair Lady. Does it fit her? It's a bit loose around the bust, but she thinks it can work. So you're okay with that, Unc? She saved your bacon. Well, I never. Uh, Nice to see you and Bob, Mrs Quince, and uh, don't forget, give them a good rub four times a day around the third and fourth nipples with that ointment I've given you. Well, sold you at a ridiculous profit, that is. <laughs> so, uh, have, have you sorted things then, Jilly? Well, as a matter of fact, I think I have. See you again, Councillor Foot. Uh, yes, goodbye, Mistress. Jocasta. <laughs> oh, wonderful woman, that. Wonderful. Rupert, you must let me have the quote for your X-ray machine. And, uh, Giles, let me know if there's anything else you need. We've got a fair bit in the bank, you know. Wonderful woman. <laughs> Next! Well, come on then! Hello! That's me, I believe. Ah, yes, Mr. Fitzhugh. Fitzhugh! Fitzhugh! Mr. Fitzhugh. Oh, sorry, a slip of the old. um... Yes. No matter. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Come in. (laughs) Well, I suppose uh, that happens quite a bit, does it? You know, the old uh, name thing. (laughs) Oddly enough, you seem to be the only person who manages it. Right. So, what can I do for you, Mr. Fitzhugh? 
It's Nigel. He's off his food. I see. And uh, where and what is Nigel? Oh, he's in here. Hold on. I'll get him out. (laughs) There we are. Ah, guinea pig. (laughs) Caviar porcellus. Well, you really shouldn't transport him in your handbag, Mr... Um, A cage would be more appropriate. I couldn't get a cage on my bicycle. Oh, I see. Quite. So, you're off your food, are you, Nigel? Okay, well, let's have a little look at you. Tell me, Mr... Um, When exactly did Nigel stop eating? Uh, Well... It must have been about four days ago. He managed to break out of his cage, and eventually I found him in a box of tools I keep in the porch. Right. Would I be right in saying that you may have had to repair something that very day, say, uh, uh, an ornament or or such like? Um, Welcome to think of it, which I do. Yes, yes, I did. Plaster Alsatian, I won at last year's fate. But how did you know? Uh, did you, by any chance, use some of that superglue stuff? Yes. Yes, I did. Well, I'm afraid it looks as though Nigel here decided to sample the said glue. His lips are glued shut, Mr... Um, and he has glued his little lips together. Oh, dear. Oh, can you unglue him, Mr Ackering Gibb? Well, lucky for you, and well, Nigel, shall I say, I do possess a solvent that will free his little lips. Now then, uh, ah, yes, uh, just just hold Nigel a moment, please. Uh, uh, where are we? Ah, ta-da! Here we go. Solvent and cotton buds for the application of. I once superglued my hand to the fur on my aunt's soul. Pardon? Mm, it was a beautiful stole, too. I got it off, but it took a week to shave my hand until I could see the skin. Jesus. <laughs> right. Now then, Mr... Um, hand Nigel to me, and could you just hold the bottle of solvent about there, please? Thank you. Right, now I'm going to apply the solvent to his lips. Like so. Okay, Nigel. There's a good boy. That's it. Good. good. Oh, oh, okay. Stay still, Nigel. Stay. Nigel. Nearly there. No! Jesus Christ! <laughs> what is the matter? Ah, I think Nigel just got his appetite back. He's got my sodding finger in his mouth. Up to the second knuckle. Oh, my ah. God! Oh. Well, don't just stand there, you moron. Help me get it off. I, I can't move him. He's Bloody too strong. Oh. Oh. oh, God, look at that. What? What did you do? Oh, what did I do? I was trying to help him, you stupid... Man? Help him? But you battered him against the table. Why? Why? Because there wasn't a bloody gun handy. You monster! He's dead! Yeah, good thing too. Danger to the public. My God, I'm lucky I didn't lose a finger. Vicious little sod. I had him for three years. Three years! And now he's dead! And you killed him! Rubbish! It was self-defence. And in any case, he would have died soon. I only lived to about three anyway. You brute! I'll sue! Yeah? Well, I'll sue you too, fist you. Er, uh, fit you. And then don't forget to pay your bill on the way out. Bish! Whatever! Next! Hey, wh- hey wh- where's everyone gone? Where do you think, Comrade Veterinary? <sighs> Grab the first aid kit, Vander. Here, is it, uh, is it you lot that eat guinea pigs? No, that would be the Peruvians. Oh, right, yeah. 
Well, pop that in the bin then, would you? Oh, and uh, Vander, I would appreciate it if you uh, kept this little incident to yourself. <laughs> of course. My lips are sealed. Ah, ah, ah. Stump was written and performed by Katie Cummins, Jerry Anderson and Dave Austin, with other parts played by Jane Pulford. The music was written and performed by Conrad Piddock. Find out more about the folks of Stump in further podcasts and visit www.stumphealthcentre.com.